welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks Podcast. I am joined by the class of 2022. First of all, the keeper of the inner sanctum, the numbers guy, the ruinator, and the contrarian, Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? Okay, but I think I'm going to be held back, so might be 2023 for me. We'll talk about the length of the bus that you ride into school later. <laughs> Hey, and of course, me on that one either anymore. And of course, the uh, clown prince of collecting, the pictures guy, the dirty old geek, Brianie's one. Brian, how are you? Ah, oh, we're doing well today. I'm still not in my regular spot, <laughs> so I'm a little. But you got to respect that the fact that there's a, at least books. two dozen long boxes full of stuff that are potentially for you in your spot <laughs> right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> Well, at least somebody is, and I, of course, I am the world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy. My name is Lance, and uh, this week, boys, I just, I got nothing. <laughs> I like to be the creative guy. I like to throw in a, a, a movie line or two, and I just, I got nothing. No, I think, I think there's nothing to be had. I don't blame you. 103 episodes. <laughs> Broke them. Broke them. Almost made two years. Almost. This close. <laughs> this close. Finish line's right there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm down but not out. And welcome to another issue. All right. I might be stumped, but Brian, uh, I hope you're not stumped for news. I am not. We, uh, I mean, it's gonna. It's news light, but. Uh... Okay. Now, one thing I wanted to clarify is I picked up this your Slack last week. I tried to do a news bit on stuff that I read, and I had heard that, and I, I think I called it Secret Invasion, or, or I, I called it, I called, gave it the wrong name, but it's Secret Invasion. Yes, yeah. you called it Secret Wars. Probably. I called it Secret Wars, probably. Secret Invasion, everybody was saying that Marvel was pulling this, and then I was, then after I reported that, I'm seeing all this, oh, here's set pit photos from Secret Invasion, or whatever. And a teaser so I, trailer. It's the world worst secret. Yeah, it's... Uh, as far as I know, it's still okay. On. So, because the, 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 all of the news sources I saw was, oh, Marvel Japan pulled it from their website and yada yada yada. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. No, the only real rumor I heard that I found to be interesting was, is She Hulk rated R? Oh, and I went, well, no, because it's going to be a series. There's yeah. no rating. They on might it. do a, a it, an TDM. MA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, not that I've heard. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Got to keep up with Peacekeeper, Peacemaker, sorry. Yeah, Peacemaker. Um, which I heard is doing very well. And that, uh, Spider-Man is now like the sixth biggest film of all time. Film of all time. I still uh, haven't seen it. So it's, it's either have I, it's but. It's get bigger. I, yeah, it's going to get bigger. I still, I still don't know. I, I think that this is the, um, the exception that'll prove the rule. I don't think superhero films are going to do this. Based on the one that we watched this week, I don't, I think they're on their... They're declining. The decline. They're on the the the, the yeah. The Marvel phase, slow. whatever phase they're on, is not um, is not generating a great deal of hype. Though uh, it kicked out Shang Chi, and that was my favorite. Uh, and a great and a great film. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one. So. Uh, and I wish that one would have done better. I think it deserved to. No, uh, this week what we have just is some notable passings. Unfortunately, we lost Meatloaf. We'll talk about that off mic. 
Okay. Not that wow. I'm celebrating anybody's death or anything like that, but let's just say he's not one of my favorite performers. Oh, I love Meatloaf. Love Meatloaf. Bat out of hell. I love Still the seminal. meal and the man. I love the meal and the man. We also lost, for us 80s kids, Louis Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a hard one. Yeah. But not quite as devastating as the voice of Charlie Brown from the 60s yeah. cartoon. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he had committed suicide. Oh, geez. Unfortunately, at 65. But as my wife said, it's not like they're making more. I don't it's wow. still, I know she's cold. She's she's Sicilian. That was icy, dude. She's Sicilian, but still, uh, that was was that was a bitter pill to swallow. Yeah, that that does that 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 one sucks. Yeah, that one sucks pretty yeah. bad. Um, so moment of silence for all the families and all the people involved, and uh, we wish you well on your journey. That's all I got. All right, so for this week's edition. Of the three old geeks, top three list with 50 minutes on the timer and pairing with the uh, obsessed uh, main character of this week's uh, cult film. Gentlemen, what are your top three? And maybe we should get some low hang. Do we take all your obsessions? You've got so many, Brian, that you could probably do a top ten. Yeah. They all revolve around the same thing, yeah. so it's really not that big a deal. All right, so to, with 50 minutes on the timer, what are your top three? Obsessions and go. Okay, number three for me, and this is a new obsession, but it's lasted a few months now. So, uh, <laughs> which is longer than anything else in his life, <laughs> except my marriage yeah. to a woman I love. Uh, she doesn't listen, so don't worry about it. <laughs> it's the uh, Reddit cheating stories. I have come to pick you up at your place. And you are watching the Reddit cheating stories on YouTube. Yes. So, yes. enlightened for the un- uninitiated, Brian, what are the Reddit tre- cheating stories? 99% of the world, go. Yeah. They're just uh, people, if you know what Reddit is, it's just people who write in shit under certain subcategories. Uh, and these are uh, infidelities. People who've uh, caught their cheating spouse or were a cheating spouse and got caught. And, uh, and it just takes you through the story of it. Why would you want to watch about losers who can't even get anything right? Uh, I don't know what the obsession is about, to be honest with you. Well, no, I do have some clues in my past. Uh, not that I've cheated, but <laughs> that um, there are some other things. I, I don't know what it is that I find so interesting in the story outside of the um, the absolute heartbreak of it. And the fact... Do you like seeing people in pain? It's not that I like seeing people in pain. You're obsessed with it. Shut up. What's your number three? (laughs) I'm not supposed to be able to explain an obsession, guys. Yeah, an obsession in its own nature is that you are fascinated by something and you have no explanation. My number three, obviously, is getting, like, really, really big reactions out of either you during the podcast. (laughs) I think it started around the time I picked Lethal Weapon as my Christmas movie. But, but now, it's like every week i got to come up with something that's going to cause you guys to go off. So that is my new obsession. I um, I will say there are a lot of inappropriate uh, laughter fits that um, cause Lance to not be able to record. 
I just want to keep up his long suffering. <laughs> if he stops suffering, then he's got to start over, and he's he's short suffering. Then there are a lot of little comments that are just funny as shit that you guys never hear. And making this editing job as hard as possible. These are my exceptions. Well, my runner-up is to have a good podcast, and that's just <laughs> never going to happen. But well, it, that's, keeps, that, it keeps you coming back. Obsessions are obtainable things. I my I have the the oh. Japanese philosophy of, of always trying for perfection, so that's why I show up every every ah. week is to try to get a, some decent content out of you guys, and it just never happens. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I get on these. I, I'll let's call them kicks. I am. I've, I in thinking about this topic, I am not as obsessive as I used to be when I was younger, and and I, I suffer from OCD, so. There are many things that I will not bore the the learned uh, panel here or our loyal listeners with about my, all my hangups. However, in 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 collecting and watching TV and enjoying music and stuff like that, I get on these kicks. And one of them, a good example, is uh, the end credits of uh, the fifth episode of Peacemaker. I thought the song over the end credits. I was like, what a great metal song. Found the, the band, fell down the YouTube hole, watched every single song that these guys had on YouTube. Was just like, these guys are one of my new favorite bands. They're called, there's a Swedish band called Dynasty. The uh, song was Human Condition, or, or the Human Paradox, I, I'm sorry. And they are a great Swedish band, uh, kind of uh, old school metal mixed with new school metal. Really like them, great lead singer. And I, I will get on these, these kicks where I was like, um, I will look up all the songs that were made the year I was born in 1970, and I will find all the songs that I really like from 1970, and I will fall down the YouTube pole, or I will go on Spotify and put together a, a, a list of all that kind of stuff. So that's my, one of my kicks. My last yeah. one was um, Nightwish. The band. Oh, no. Fell in love with Fleur Janssen. Everything that I could find on her. All right, but Brian, what is your number two obsession? Uh, my number two obsession. I know you guys think you know what it is. Uh, I think uh, I know what it is, but pleasantly surprise us. Okay, you know what number one is. Uh, Britney Spears. I am a huge Britney Spears fan, and I, I, you do realize we're recording this, and you just admitted this in a repeatable yes. format. But we're talking about obsessions. There is a tendency, especially when I'm, I'm doing something creative, where I need to block out the world. Or even if I'm just working and I've got the headphones on, I will have a tendency to put on either Britney Spears or Patti Smythe. And I will listen to them. Talk about two different sides yes. of the musical coin. I, I am probably as obsessed with Patti Smythe as I am with um, Britney Spears. I, I absolutely love their So you're voices. talking about somebody who's considered... Easily a musical genius, and somebody who puts out Petty some, Smythe. So, <laughs> <Petty> Smythe. <laughs> and then somebody who puts out the most uh, the most pure <clears throat> bubblegum pop. Um, yes, bubblegum pop just in and of itself is brainless music to me, so it, it becomes background noise very easily. Ah, so it's almost like white noise. Almost. I, I don't know how Britney Spears fell into that. Patty Smythe, I have a tendency, uh, she falls into the same category as Beth Hart, where I will, I'll be doing something, and then something in a song I'll know is coming up. 
and, uh, You'll and I'll stop. <laughs> and I'll get into that that one little bit. Uh, yes, Patty Smythe is a is a genius, and and uh, lyrically, uh, she she touches me. Um, there's a lot, and which is an odd thing, but um, yeah, I don't know what it is about Britney, but I I'm not uh, I'm not gonna cry on leave Britney alone. I'm not that uh, into, but I like her music. Okay, that's Damn. a tough that's a tough act to follow there, Keith. What do you got yeah, for a number I, two I, obsession? I, I, nothing that deep, I guess. Um, I I always been obsessed, which is obvious whenever you listen to me, with uh, just anything visual tv documentaries movies. you watch nothing though you listen yeah to listen uh, yes yeah, listen and maybe listen that's to, his fascination is that he to, doesn't get to no I, I i do have it's not an obsession it's a, it's a detriment i can't handle silence so i have to have noise all the time oh. britney spears so, could help with that <laughs> no no see i i can't listen I can't listen. Music puts me to sleep. I have to have spoken words. Really? Otherwise, I will go to... Yeah, music will put me to sleep. Wow. You can play any kind of music. Death metal put me to sleep. <laughs> Yodeling put me to sleep. When I was a kid, I used to fall asleep to Judas Priest and yeah, Iron Maiden. I actually and... used to fall asleep to that as well. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, that, that that's sleeping sounds. You put on... Anything with words and... And, and a story and content yeah, yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, and it, it, I'll, I'll, if you... Ever come into my store, you know there's always something on the freaking player. Yes. What I documentaries, videos. I don't do YouTube thing because that just goes all over the place. And like you should try Reddit cheating stories. <laughs> no, no, you're really pitching your obsessions here, Brian. Yeah. Uh, right after I watch uh, uh, 90, 98 Fiance. Yeah, I'll get right. <laughs> get right on that. Number so, two. Number two. What's your number two? All right, and much again, better than mine. I, I get on kicks, and I was trying to think of this in the in the collecting format here because I, I, I used to be uh, at a different time in my life a very obsessive collector. Uh, but one thing that I still, when I have the money, is I hookers. I'm not Brian. Uh, when I have the money, uh, I go on. I go. I, I set my mind to. I am going to own a run of comics. Oh, and that, and back when cons were still going on readily and stuff like that, my first one was I determined that I wanted to have Avengers one through two hundred, and I determined that I wanted to have that before I was fifty years old. I accomplished that. I have a really nice run of Avengers. Of a lot of them are readers and stuff like that. I remember your Daredevil run. You, I, you, you I, you're you're hounding that one down. I have every single uh, uh, Frank Miller Daredevil. I decided I was going to uh, go with Defenders between uh, b- before they became new Defenders. So it was Defenders 1 through 150. And the very last one I did was I did Marvel 2-in-1. And I I own every single epi- uh, issue of Marvel 2-in-1. Yeah, he is rather persistent when he's looking but, at And that's stuff. one of those things. That's where I get into the whole co- comics collecting is going is finding that elusive... La- like, uh, my Avengers run was literally came down to... Avengers number 10, which is the Avengers teaming up with Spider-Man. And I was trying to get them all at kind of a reader copy, a good copy sure. price. And I ended up spending the money for a very good copy of that one. Oh. And that one kind of rolled me back a little bit. But um, when I decide to collect comics, it very much becomes an obsession with me. 
Yeah, I can I can completely get behind that. No, I'm, I'm not always a, I'm, missing one in the run. That's, well, that's hence, good, Brian needs one. That That is one of my uh, runners up, I'm sure. I love going through comics. I yes. Looking for, not even stuff for myself, just looking for comics. Well, no, and that's, and, and you always say, hey, I'm going to a con. What are you looking yeah, for? Yeah, it's fun. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. What, what, what is, is your, your number one? Number one. You know what? Is it any surprise? Of, I, 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 of course not, because I've been in your place. <laughs> it's Superman. Harley Quinn. <laughs> Harley Quinn is my okay. number one obsession, and and yeah, I collect any appearance, um, any representation physically. Oh, anything, anything I can get my hands on that's Harley Quinn, I I will pick up. Um, or the shrine. The shrine. Beat myself up for not picking up. That's part of the. I think that's part of being a collector is the. We've talked about this before. The ones that you've missed. The you know what? Could have, should have. No, it's just frustrating. There was a Mego Harley Quinn, and I didn't even know Mego made a Harley Quinn. But there was a Mego Harley Quinn. I saw it at a con, and I didn't have ten bucks cash. And and now it's probably what a two hundred dollar figure. Or I, something you know, like yeah. That. I I don't even know. I've never seen it again, and uh, and so uh, the heartbreak of that. But yeah, anything anything Harley Quinn, I, I will pick up every um, appearance, every doesn't matter. Uh, and I don't I, I have no idea why. I have no idea why she became I, she's not the only one that I pick up appearances either. I, I do Supergirl, I will do the Birds of Prey, so Black Canary, Batgirl, um, Huntress Huntress. I will pick up the appearances of them also. Uh, but Harley Quinn is the one that I will pick up the majority of the statues and any any kind of memorabilia I can find with her. Wow, it's hard to know. You, you hide it so well. <laughs> you know, just I just, haven't gotten the tattoo if, yet. If, but... if we were going to vote for the most obvious answer on any of these top three lists, that might have been the most obvious yes. no-brainer. I was going to tease you and say, "Okay, low-hanging fruit, no Harley Quinn for you." Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It, it... <laughs> In the, in the YouTube our YouTube channel for Batman Animated, in episodes without her even in it, she's on the... Yeah. She's in her first ten. Yeah, I know. She's <laughs> in seven of the first ten, and she isn't even introduced yet. <laughs> All right, Keith, what is your number one obsession? <clears throat> My number one obsession is just, I'm going to go general, collecting. Having physical forms of things, whether it be DVDs, comic books, art... Figures, everything. I just, I, I. It's not like I can have a picture of it or digital copies of stuff. I have to get the physical copies. I have to. And the one thing I can say is, for your movie collection, you do have to have the physical media. Yeah, it's possessing. It's not. Hey, I can watch it on this. It doesn't matter. I gotta have to have it because someone can take that other thing away. Wow. Hence, you own a comic shop. I'm obsessed with being with possessing. (laughs) No, it's funny because somebody was talking. Somebody was in and talking about being a collector. Yeah. And and I was like, well, of course he's a collector. He owns a comic shop. Everything there is, no is be- his. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's no better thing that you could do as a... Everything and, is and, his, and, but he's willing to sell them. And it's like having everything. It's like having them all. I mean, it's like Pokemon. Gotta have them all. Yeah. It's like, you know, whether it's the, the game, the Crisis Protocol game I play, I have to have all the figures. Even though I'll never play this one. I don't care. I gotta have it because it's yeah. there. Yeah. It, it's a sickness. Yeah. All right. So what's well, your number one? I'm my excited. number one is actually a singular collector's piece. 
I collect, uh, of all my favorite characters, Marvel characters, I collect Bowen busts. Yeah. There was one that was released through the Bowen website. It is all four members of the Wrecking Crew. It was a super limited 500-piece run. Oh. I have only ever found it. There's one guy on eBay who constantly lists the set of four figures for $1,000. I will not spend $1,000 on busts, but I need to own, before <laughs> I pass away, the four busts of my favorite theme team of all time. If somebody wants to sell it to me for $750... All of you loyal listeners out there, I will pay $750. I will not pay $1,000. His obsessions become my obsession. Every show I go to, I'm looking for those busts. Which and, plays into number two. Yeah. <laughs> and that, of course, is the Three Old Geeks. Top three obsessions. Get us, hook us up on Facebook. Let us know what yours are. Find them those busts. Find me those busts. All right, so this week we are joining number 11 on the Ringer's list of top cult films. We are joining The Cult of Rushmore from 1998, directed by the now-famous Wes Anderson, written by Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson, and starring Jason Schwartzman, Olivia Williams, uh, the comeback of Bill Murray, Brian Cox, who does not play a scumbag government agent, uh, (laughs) Seymour Cassell, and Mason Gamble, and... This one was kind of a little tough to get through. I didn't. It was very meh. I didn't. I I get it. I I get it. My brother loves Wes Anderson movies. I've tried to get into Wes Anderson movies. This is the first time I've ever tried watching this one. And I I get, like, the quirkiness and, like, having this genius who doesn't really try it hard at the things that he's supposed to be trying hard at. And he's in love with a teacher. And Bill Murray's in love with a teacher. I just... He's not one of those directors, Wes Anderson's not one of those directors, and maybe I need to watch another one of his films. He's not one of those guys like... like uh, James Gunn? James Gunn, or one of the guys we talk about that creates this world that you want to live Tarantino, in. Tarantino, yeah, Burton. Yeah. Um, no, he, Terry, he doesn't... Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Uh, what? I just kept watching it going, this is a completely unlikable Ferris Bueller. Oh, that's a great analogy, Brian. Yeah. That really is. I, I just—that's all I kept thinking about while I'm watching this. Is—is is there's no one in this movie that I like? No, I kind of like Bill Murray. No, it, 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 compared to what Bill Murray's been in other things, no. Uh, beautifully shot. Yes, I love yeah. his choices. I really did. And then he does like that color palette, you know, where yes. it makes it a little bit livelier than a regular film and stuff yep. like that. Uh, I really, his his choice of angles and how he chooses to, to present a film and tell a story is beautiful. Uh, but it wasn't enough to carry me through uh, unlikable characters. It just wasn't enough. Uh, for me, it was, I reached a point where I went, this, this is moving so goddamn slow. I don't like anyone in it. I, there's nothing to, yeah. to pull me further into this film, so I'm done. Yeah, there's nothing to hit your cart to. It's, yeah, it's I didn't. Just, yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care if he ends up with her. I don't care if he doesn't. I don't care if he... Well, he's not going to. Yeah, I, he's I, fucking 15. I, I, you I, knew he wasn't going I mean, to. I, I, well, no, I meant the other girl. The, the girl was obviously into him. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't even get that from okay. Her. Oh, yeah. The, okay, yeah. He ends up with a, with a gal his own age. Who, who you could tell likes him and stuff like that, and he finally realizes that she likes yeah. her. And and I didn't care about any of that. 
I didn't want to get that far. I didn't it, care it, about the kid. The main character, I a, didn't like and care about. If a meteorite would have crushed him, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, you know who I liked? I liked his dad. That's the, the only character the, in this film that I liked. He was a redeemable guy. He was a barber that he couldn't admit that yeah. he was a barber. He told everybody he was a brain surgeon. Yeah. And, and, yeah. 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 But the dad, because the dad cared about him. Yeah. And he kind of... And there was that one, like, oh, well, I see at home. Well, no, I, I, you felt bad for the dad. Like, yes. he was trying to connect with yes. Schwartzman, and, yeah. and and he just, like, blew it, him off. It was like... Well, a, he, it's like he looked down on his dad. Yes. Yeah. And I thought that was horrible, too. Yes. Like, there's, yeah. There's nothing likable in this. I, and, yeah, him the way he treated his dad, I was like, uh and, and trying to be impressive and... and you know what? Yeah, okay. You could say he's a fifteen-year-old kid, and he probably pay, played a fifteen-year-old kid. And I probably wasn't likable at fifteen. I'm barely likable at fifty-five, but I, I just didn't care. I didn't care enough to to keep going. I kept going because the remote was too far away for me to actually reach and turn it off. But and I figured I should probably do it for the show. But yeah, there's there, otherwise. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually went into this one like my brother's always sung the praises of Wes Anderson and stuff uh -huh. like that, and I. I I, just, I was I actually made a try on this one and I was just like man I, I was I was it was one of those ones where I was like really there's another 45 minutes it's like uh, oh man you know you what know? all of his films look like something I want to see the French dispatch I will admit that one is on my my TiVo list or whatever I've got it taped and I kind of want to watch that one because that one looks really kind of fun and stuff like that this one not so much uh you know what, which is interesting to say because my thinking is that you got to have a film card in order to really get into Wes Anderson. And again, my, my brother's as you know, big a f f fan of film as I am and stuff like that. He really likes him and stuff like that, and I just I don't see it. Yeah, he didn't catch me either. Uh, I'm hoping we don't have another one. Uh, I don't think we do. No. We're about to crack the top ten, and it gets a little nuts after this. All right, so doesn't sound like this was a, a big, uh, a big, uh, big one for any of us here. Do we got a star rating on this one, boys? You know what? The star rating is hard for me because I didn't finish it. I would give it just on direction and the story. It's definitely five stars. Wes Anderson is is obviously a great director. He's he he is meticulous. Uh, as far as the story goes, I'd give it a two. I didn't yeah. like it. I didn't. I'm gonna. I, I really like your analogy there. I'm gonna go along with you. I thought it was a wonderfully like the 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 the, the craft of the movie yes. was, was yes. five stars. It's just who gives a shit. Yeah. yeah. If you're yeah. into this kind of film, you are gonna dig this hard. Yeah. If you are not, if you're into the kind of films we are, yeah, you're not gonna like this at all. It's it's not gonna be a slog that you're willing to take. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. Yeah. I, again, it was shot uh, like camera angles and the. Sh you know, the, even the characters, there were some cool characters in it, but they didn't, they didn't do anything. Yeah. It, it never amounted to anything. You kept on hoping something was going to happen, and nothing happens. And yeah, I, yeah, it's a beautiful road to nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. Look at wow, that What the poetic over here? Oh my God. You know what? You know, just when Take you think a week I'm, off a, and I'm, all a, sudden you're I'm like, a shallow tit looking guy, uh, no. Every time we think you're a puddle, you're an ocean. I keep on stepping I have but a drop. <laughs> All right, not much to say on Rushmore. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think. Don't watch it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, and keeping up with the latest releases in the Geekverse, Eternals finally made it to the Disney app from 2021. Directed by Chloe Zhao. 
written by Ryan and Kaz Furpo, Patrick Burley, and Chloe Zhao, and starring Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Kumail Najani, Leah McHugh, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry Keown, Don Lee, Harish Patel, Kit Harrington, Salma Hayek, and Angelina Jolie. And this is the least Marvel Marvel movie I have ever seen. I fell asleep. I came close. I came close. I was dedicated to the podcast and managed to stay awake. Unlike you. What uh, what woke me up was my wife yelling, This movie is shit. I'm not watching it anymore. Give me your phone. <laughs> I stayed awake from that point on. So, uh, Marvel's essentially take on the Justice League. Pretty much. Well, not only did they sort of do that, they they, they telegraph it. They they have Make Batman references and Superman Superman references. Wow, you're friends with Superman? What? What What the fuck? (laughs) Did I walk in the wrong movie? And then then if you see your average Joe who never read a comic or anything, you go in there... And yeah, you see Icarus. Oh yeah, he flies, uh, beams out the eyes. He's Superman. And then you get the oh, a chick oh, with a every sword. single every single shot of uh, him flying was a Superman. Yeah, shot. Chick, chick with a sword and a shield. Wow, I wonder who she could be. She's a warrior queen, yeah, yeah, yeah. immortal yeah, yeah. Amazon, if yeah, you will. Yeah, and someone runs really fast wearing red, huh? Oh my God, what the fuck? Who who wrote, whoever wrote this should never write a fucking movie again. <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> it, it was actually the worst Justice League movie ever. Yeah. Including the TV show with, uh, <laughs> with what's his face? Challenge uh, of the Super Friends. No, well, that too. Well, I actually like that. I did too. Oh, uh, uh, David uh, Ogden Cyrus yeah, with Martian Manhunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat Martian Manhunter, which he's a shapeshifter. He can look fat. <laughs> Why not? You'd but think I mean, he'd trim up, though, if you're a shapeshifter. You, you'd think you'd, you'd suck in the gut. It, it, One would think. It was. Just bad. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, I'll, oh. I'll lend you my copy. It's good. Okay. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's good in that way. Okay. Uh, and this wasn't. No. No. What I found in this movie was that it was uh, unbelievably confusing. I did not know who half... I mean, I knew... I The only ones I knew for a fact was Cersei in, Icar- in Icarus. I mean... Selma Hayek plays Ajax, who is who's a deviant in the comics. She's a big orangish red thing with claws. And so, who are we gonna cast? Selma Hayek. Great choice. Uh, it's like it's, I'm like what? what the the deviants, yeah, the deviants were something out of Pacific Rim, or and Keith, you had made the analogy like yeah. or, or Hellboy, oh, Hellboy or something the, like that. Yeah, yes. And then the weird part is, you know, they're all like. Robots, or they're, they're made by celestials, yeah. right? Why would you make them with flaws? How is one of them mute or deaf or whatever she is? And the other one's a, a, a child that can never grow up. Like, yeah. well, why would you do that? Well, I, I get that so you, you fit in the world. If you really... But... but Say that's a flaw. You can fix it, right? I mean, they, they go and I'm going to send Athena up. And okay, well, the only defense I could throw that way is that, that uh, Arnisham or whatever... Arsham, the the ultimate celestial yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. the god, their god or whatever, yeah, yeah. basically said, "Hey, I made the deviants and I fucked up." So maybe when he made the Eternals, he fucked up and he couldn't fix it. Could be. 
I guess. I mean, like you said. Yeah, because they... he didn't correct the flaw in the deviants. Yeah, but they aren't exactly going back up to visit him. But what I mean is that if he could fix the flaw in the deviants, he wouldn't have needed the Eternals. He created the Eternals because he couldn't fix the flaw. So he needed the Eternals in order to defeat the yeah, deviants. Yes. So dare I say an imperfect god. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Hmm. It's children of a lesser god. That that's that's what this movie was was Children of a Lesser God because that movie almost put me to sleep too. Yeah, but I liked it. <laughs> like I liked that one. one. Uh, this one got interesting once you got into uh, why the Eternals were created. Once you got that kind of whole thing, and he explains the the mission with the then the movie kind of got interesting. But prior to that. What you had was all these characters who had superpowers that you didn't. That they never away. explained. <laughs> and I did okay. I like I like I said. I knew Icarus. I knew Cersei, and I knew Thena. I couldn't have told you the names of any of the other characters until three quarters of the way through the movie. I knew Sprite. I mean, I read the Eternals. Yeah. This wasn't anything and like the comic. Of course, you knew Gilgamesh. Yeah. The forgotten hero is what he was called in the comics to begin with. And that my wife was like, the only reason I remember any of the names is because I know the names from other things. Well, that that's exactly what, what in the comic proposed, that the, those names came from the Eternals. Because they were around yes. so long ago, the gods were named after them. The gods were created. Yeah, because they, they showed they up during the man's, gods. the dawn of man yeah, and stuff like that. They and they the gods. Yeah. Now this one go, doesn't even touch upon that they actually nah, they touched upon that they, they said that oh sprite made up all these stories to all the yeah the I mean, mesopotamians really, or whatever yeah, yeah. and but I, you still didn't you didn't understand what their powers were and who they were and why they were yeah until an hour into the yeah. movie yeah yeah and, the, and this movie was then, way the, too the, for the content of this movie this movie was way too long yeah and i don't think there should be any awkward weird sex scenes in marvel movies either that the whole icarus and cersei getting on was like really yeah you know what when i turned on the disney when i started the movie that you know the disney app puts the you know car- cartoon violence and yeah. some brief sexuality i'm going brief yeah. sexuality yeah. i'm like what and then and then that happened and i was like yeah, what's the point of this? Why is why it, it's not because even... they had to show they were in love by banging on a rock. Yeah, okay. And all my wife could say was, "Do you know how fucking uncomfortable that is? Do you, who fucks on a rock? Not, especially, especially when one you can change it into anything. Yeah, <laughs> you can make change it into a, like a nice comfy bed." Memory foam! Memory, memory can, foam! Can, exactly. You can change it into I anything. And you're that. on bottom. I think it's going to be a nice, like, fluffy pillow. <laughs> a feather bed, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Something. Yeah, that's, uh, so... A cloud. Yeah, I, I don't, um... That was just awkward and silly. I did... I have to admit, I did not see... Icarus being the heel in this one, I did. I honestly didn't see that one coming. I that if, if anything, that was a, su- a surprise. Where you I was what? like, "Oh wow!" I did not see you using the word heel at any point during this podcast. Oh, have you ever met him? He wrestling fan heel? Are you kidding? That's uh, just another word for a bad guy. Right? I know. Yeah, I, I know. I, I I know what it means. I <laughs> as, as soon as soon as he they made reference to him being Superman, hated him. So figured he was a bad guy. Yeah. 
I well, that um, was just in your own head, Keith. I was right, though. I, I didn't... Not to mention his old girlfriends, like, hanging out with Dane Whitman. Which they really didn't explain at all. And and you just went away, and you never came back, and I waited for hundreds of years for you, and you didn't come back. And I don't know what to do now. I don't know why she speaks with a slightly Scandinavian accent. That was actually a little bit more Scottish. Than yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the one, guy, the one guy's accent, Druig's accent? Yes. I could not figure that out whatsoever, no. dude. I was like, half the time he sounds Scandinavian, half the time he sounds Scottish, and then he's got a big hunk of American in there. And I was like, what? It was like watching Kevin Costner in Robin Hood. Well, yeah, and then like Richard Richard Madden is a is a, is a, he, Richard Madden is a terrific actor. Obviously from uh, from Game of Thrones, he was also in a, a one from BBC called The Bodyguard. He was fantastic in that. But okay, so all these Eternals all have these like did they invent all these languages for humans? Like one guy was Scottish, and Salma Hayek's got a Spanish accent, and it's like and one invented deaf people. And apparently, American Sign Language as she, well. She developed it. It's, it's, it's eternal sign language. She um, just gave it to the Americans. Yeah. It's funny uh, because I've met a lot of people who didn't like that character. Didn't understand why. I liked the character. I thought it was cool that uh, she was deaf and she was a speedster. I don't know why that made sense to me. Um, but... You know how annoying it would be trying to read people's hands when they're moving, like, infinitely slow to, to your perception? That'd fucking be maddening. Go with it! <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I didn't see her and Druig together, yeah, which they, they kind of implied. And and I didn't, I didn't... Go, be on your own. Go and experience humanity. Do this thing. And then, I haven't seen you for centuries. How? The world's not that big. Did you all just stay in one place? Or did you go and explore humanity? Because you'd have bumped into each other. Every once in a while. Yeah, every now and again. And why wouldn't you visit? Who else do you have to talk to? You got hey, do you remember Neolithic Man? That was a funny time. That was crazy how they were hunter-gatherers. and <laughs> Now all of a sudden they're just hunters. And now they're an agrarian society. That was so weird to watch. And you would have no one to talk to. No one to talk to. And and, and how is it that she would get hooked up with Kit Harrington? That, I don't even have understand that. Have you seen that. Kit Harrington? I know. I'd do him. Anyway... <laughs> But why, why did they have? Did they all have relationships with, uh, humans? with humans? Possibly. And and, and then this as always brings up know, what, in the, the with the eternal lifespan. I mean, Icarus and Circe are the only one banged. As far exactly, as know. like so wouldn't there be a whole bunch of eternal children? children? I mean, well, again, then again, they're artificial beings, so, so maybe they yeah. can't reproduce or whatever. But it's apparently they want to have sex. They're shooting blanks into a barren womb. Wow, you, your voice really cracked. You sounded like 13, dude. When it's time to, to change. change. It's time to rewrite who you are. When to what you're going to be. It's the musical portion of the show. Um, So it was filmed in a confusing manner. It didn't tell the story very well. It didn't lay down a compelling narrative. You, no, you think that... Uh, 
Icarus is the bad guy, but in reality, he's kind of not. He's just reinforcing the mission that his god gave him. Yes, he's doing what he's supposed to do, and the others are really kind of the bad guy because they destroyed billions and billions of lives by destroying the Celestial. But then again, making the Earth an egg was the stupidest thing that I've ever even heard of. That was done in Doctor Who. Well, that was that was done. Yeah, it was done in Earth X too. Just dumb. That was dumb. And then Keith, but but in Earth X, did. A bunch of planets have celestials in them, and that's Galactus goes and when Galactus goes to after a planet, he drains the interior. He's he's basically killing the celestials. Oh, that's what the comic had. That's cool. That's a cool. Yeah, they obviously read this and then got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On top of that, Keith, oh, I I actually want to hear, and I can't believe I'm actually saying this. I actually want to hear your comments on having a. Planet-sized humanoid emerging from, from the center planet. of the Earth. What's yeah. the physics behind I, I, that? Yeah, that would that would not work really well because as you're coming out, there'd be the other side of the planet be collapsing. <laughs> you, have, you have to well, re- and the dis- displacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. displacement on that would be huge. It would cause like like in the middle of the ocean, tsunamis. it would cause like tsunamis yeah, yeah, and yeah. earthquakes and the mantle would start cracking and yeah, yeah. you can't just he came through. <laughs> It's not like <laughs> it's not like he's he's visioning phase through. Yeah, he came through. He's, there's a big old hand, and there's a big a head. Chicken coming on egg. The egg's still not whole. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and and somehow the Earth was just fine. Yeah, we got a giant cool statue in the middle of the ocean. I do like how they they uh, they acknowledge Thanos with the by by reducing the population by half. And really, if you do the math, I don't know that that makes sense because he reduced the universe by half. Yeah, which doesn't necessarily mean that half of the Earth would have gone. But when there could have been six they, people when they showed him going planet to planet, he was wiping out half the planet. So I, I would imagine since he's controlling the the gem, it would take half of each. We're really arguing each. the finger staff stuff. Yes, yes, that's what we were discussing. Yeah, I just because it came up. Thanos was... Wouldn't, wouldn't half of the Celestials disappear, uh, Eternals disappear too? And Celestials and everything else? No, because they're not life. Oh. Ah. But the other part of that is, and and I'm a little confused on it, I always thought that Thanos was a deviant. No, Thanos is a... Uh, but now they're saying he was Titan. an Eternal. He's from the, Titan. The Titan. He's from Titan. Yeah. Oh, I know that. Now they're saying he's an Eternal? He's yeah. Said, that's what... That. Yeah, they said that in the movie at the end with no. uh, when they introduced of all people Star Fox. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? How funny was that? Hip, hip was fun. Well, hip <laughs> came on and I fucking hit the roof. Yeah, yeah. was that Pat Patton Oswalt? <laughs> was that what? Was that Patton Oswalt? Oh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I will find out. I, I, I could have swore that was Patton Oswalt doing the voice of Pip. That absolutely made me just jump up and down yes. seeing Pip. But then Star Fox, I was like. Are you fucking kidding me? You're pulling him out? Heroes. Yeah. Who's an Eternal from Titan. Yeah. And I thought that Thanos was a deviant. Well, that would make sense if he's an Yeah. I, that's what I thought in the comics. They said, like, this is, he's Thanos' brother or something. Yes, that Thanos was a deviant, and then I heard he, now he's an Eternal, and I was like, what? I, that made no sense to me. But why wouldn't they acknowledge that? Why wouldn't the Eternals acknowledge Thanos as a deviant or an Eternal? I, I don't. 
uh, they, the, the only thing I do give them respect is they did do explain her like, well, there, all this bad shit happened. Where, where were you guys? Yeah, yeah, I did I did like that? Well, we fight deviants. That's that's all we do. <laughs> like really? Voiced by Patton Oswalt. Okay. okay, I thought it was Patton Oswalt. I'm, I'm I was happy that it was Patton Oswalt. Uh, I wanted to be Modoc. Actually, uh, who does Modoc in the in the cartoon? Patton Oswalt. Yeah, Patton Oswalt. Okay. Yeah. And he wrote the comic, uh, wrote a Modoc comic too. Nice. <gasps> so. That they put fucking Pip in. Best part of the whole movie was that the uh, the Indian guy, his his butler, who was running behind. <laughs> that was the the best part of the whole movie. Uh, every time you turned around, he had a camera. How many of those things do you have? <laughs> <laughs> And the, and this is, I think, is what the the last batch of Marvel movies has suffered for. It's been my one complaint is it's almost like I I, I like my comic book movies to be superheroes versus supervillains, mm-hmm. not superheroes versus kaiju. Mm. It just seems like the last couple of them. I mean, even and as much as I liked Shang Chi, there was still a big kaiju fight at the yeah. end of it, and it's just like it's like they can't they don't they they, they don't have any villains. That are that they feel can hang with superheroes or something. You know what? Like part that. of the problem is is that you don't have the time in a two-hour movie or two and a half hour movie to develop the to understand the motivation behind the superhero. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Why? Why? How is it that Kingpin could stand up against Daredevil? I mean, in reality, how could an organized crime boss stand up against this? Yeah, because he's trained in sumo and he's he's yeah. he looks yeah. fat, yeah. but he's you know three hundred pounds of solid muscle. Or whatever. Right. You don't get that. You need something like the the TV series and in order to the, build that. Yeah, you need the past that brought him into this, not just yeah. this big fat guy who is in charge of everything. No, there's more to him. And and they they don't give a past. It was like I and I was listening to one of our reviews of uh, Batman the Animated Series, and it was the second episode with the Joker, and Batman in the thing is it's never easy with the Joker. So you know that there's a history. Yeah. What they do is they give the villain origin, so there's no history of the villain with the hero. There's no sense that they've ever fought before. Yeah. Where if you've if you've got a villain that has fought against the hero prior to this, it gets to be more interesting. And they don't they don't give you that. So no, it's easy. It's much easier to put a monster on the screen because a monster is a monster, and you always and it's monsters. big enough that it's it's going to be something that it would require all the Eternals to fight. Yes, and, and, there, could, and there was and speaking of all the Eternals, there was a lot of standing around in a semicircle in this movie. <laughs> a lot of that. Well, they're posers. Well, that's the that's the hero stance. That's the George Perez. George Perez panel did, shot. George Perez's panel shots were are dynamic. These were not. Oh no. No, there wasn't a lot about this film that was dynamic. Uh, I thought it got interesting in a way too long movie that was confusing even to somebody who understands, who who's read the comics. It was not easy to follow. All and right. Does not sound like one of our favorite Marvel offerings. It's no. It's definitely in my bottom, like... Third? I'm third, bottom... Quarter of the Marvel movies, yes. All right. What does that mean as far as a star rating there, boys? Uh, I'm going to give it a two. Eh, you know I'll what? No, I'm going to give it a one and a half. Well, I thought it was confusing. I don't I don't think she explained it well. Two. Two star movie. 
All right, that was the Eternals, not one of our favorites. Don't check it out. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, so we're going to do something that Keith's been dreading for a while now. We were trying to do uh, Boba Fett one episode at a time. We're going to do a catch-up here. We're going to do three episodes. It's a triple play. So triple the Boba Fett just to, just to piss Keith off here. So we are looking at episode three, The Streets of Moss Espa, where uh, Boba Fett picks up a gang of mod uh, Vespa riding I liked cyborgs. It. I like the Vespas myself. I, I liked the... Um, <laughs> You're kidding I like the mods. I like the, the the. I thought that that was cool. The mods were cool. I like the, the fact that it was a were... mod. It was the mods, so it was like the '60s mods with the Vespa scooters, and then they were modified because they were cyborgs. I thought that was cool. We have no money. Um, that we can afford yes, Boba Fett's clean... tribe of sand people gets killed, and uh, he is uh, the twins vow to leave. Uh, the twin uh, huts vow to leave uh, uh, Tatooine. They give him a rancor, which is pretty and cool. And Danny Trio. And Danny Trio. Oh yeah, he gets attacked, and we Black Crusantin just not does not pull a Boba Fett and just stands there and looks badass. He is a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we've got uh, the Gathering Storm Chapter Four. So uh, that is the the backstory of uh, how he gets, uh, and I'm going to call it it. I'm going to call his property Slave One back. Because what is it now? Fire. It's a it's a helm. fire spray gunship. Is what the official terminology yeah, slave is now. One. It's Slave One. It was Slave One in the eighties. Fuck that. It's Slave One. But yes, he. This is how he finds uh, Fennec Shand. He gets her fixed up, and he gets his his ship back. Uh, yes, and uh, he picks up Black Crescented as an employee, and then finally we have Episode Five, which is the one that everybody's talking about, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, which they're saying he, she's got she get her own movie or whatever. <laughs> we get. In the middle of the episode, the backdoor pilot for Mandalorian Season 3, and it's Keith's favorite Boba Fett episode, because it doesn't have Boba Fett in it! It doesn't! But Fennec Shang's in it, so yeah, it's and In the last yeah. five minutes. And, uh... Spoilers! You, you get to see, uh... You get to see, uh... Din Djarin wield the Darksaber. Yes. So we've got a lot to digest here, uh, gentlemen. Which, and there were some interesting things about that, but first... Let me, uh, I want to go back to, to episode uh, three and say, did anybody else feel like um, the the marking the with the biker gang, did anyone else feel like that that was a setup? Well, yeah, because didn't they imply that, like, when he goes back and discovers that his tribe of, of Tuscans had been killed, they had the, they had the, the graffiti. Right, I know. Did anybody think that that was a setup? My first when I first that saw that I went did it to like the Pikes the... did it to frame. Oh, I okay, I, I did not I, pick I, up I on that. I thought that, that it was. Oh, I don't know that it is, but I that's what I thought. I, My first thought was it's too out in the open. No, I, I just I, thought it was weird. The speaker speeder bike gangs sort of use like wings, like Hell's Angels. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> actually it was, if you look at the Warriors logo, oh, the Warriors yeah, have yeah. like the winged skull, and the yeah. wings both look like that. So, Vespa okay. Mods, <laughs> come, come out and play. He, uh, <laughs> the third episode, I really liked when the uh, mayor's toady jumped in like the big caddy speeder. Yes. And then they chased him. That reminded me of like an old 70s like uh, TV uh, cop show or something where oh, they're like running over like the garbage cops. cans. 
the garbage cans on like the corner of the street yeah. in New York or something like that. I thought that was kind of neat. I really did. And what was the other thing you pointed out? Because that was what was the. Well, they last? got the Wookiee, or they got he gets attacked by uh, Black Chrysanthemum in episode three, he but he also gets up the violently. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not a wake up call you want. That is not, and I'm glad that they're using the character. Oh, me too, dude. I saw him and I'm like, they gotta. Do. It was like, oh, they gotta do something cool with him. He's like the coolest, baddest ass Wookiee ever, man. <laughs> and then I kind of like was thinking about like he's gonna go to work for Boba Fett. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be cool. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it is. So, uh, fan, so you're a fan of the mods. You're not a fan of the mods, Keith. No, I, they, but they're pretty little Vespas. No, I'm okay with it. Yes, and yeah. I have to mention that Steven Root, one of my favorite character actors yes. of all time, is the moisture broker or whatever, and he's kind yeah. of a low-down individual or whatever, but I thought he that was a neat, neat surprise to have him in there. Lunch in. <laughs> I, I liked him. I liked him as an addition to Star Wars. Yeah, so I do I. Yeah. I did. Like, I hope he shows up kind of... He, you could do one of those kind of, like... You need an oily guy, you could have Stephen Root's guy show up or whatever. Well, it seems to me that uh, Boba Fett pissed him off. Yes. And so there's going to be some repercussions from that. Agreed. Because yeah. he basically said, you're gonna, you're charging how much for water? Take half and clear their debt or yeah. whatever. So, I yeah, I think... I, well, and yeah. that, and getting into like the Gathering Storm, we start getting into the other crime families yes. in Moss Esper or whatever. So that you've got the 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 Walrus Men and the the Boss Guys, and I know they all got names and stuff like that. But I'm not that deep into the the, the lore, lore or whatever. But um, yeah, I think the the whole like, well, will you at least stay neutral while I fight the Pike Empire? And they're all like, yeah sure and i'm like now nah, they're gonna double cross them well they've already taken one out so which one the the one that said um the last one because isn't that who um the mandalorian killed oh is it no i thought, I thought so i didn't think there was any of them dog guys or whatever i thought that's who the mandalorian killed when he came to tattooing oh when he, when he when he freed all the yeah. workers, yeah, yeah. It doesn't say anything like that. You could have the money. Take take what you. Okay. I would have to see because they said his name. I didn't look back to see, but I thought it was the same character. I thought it was that mob boss. Uh, I do, I didn't get that impression, he but I could be like wrong. The high up mob boss guy. He seemed like he was on the run because he owed a lot of people money. Like, and the other mob bosses all seemed like they were pretty comfortable, and they all had the, 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 the limo speeders were driving away and stuff like that. But he was coming in to pick up a bounty. No, I understand that. Yeah, I think that, I thought that that was the mob boss. I mean, I, I would have to look now. Okay. Which I will do while we talk. I don't have anything interesting All right, to so, uh, yeah, yeah the you fourth. You are a Star Wars expert. Well, the fourth episode out of the, the three that we're talking about is easily my least favorite so far. Even I, I didn't like it even even more. I liked it even less than the first ep, than the pilot episode. Really? Yeah. It was... We keep talking about like how how Boba Fett's supposed to be this badass or whatever, and I get the logic behind going to the Sarlacc pit to look for your armor. However, a I'm sorry, his ship should not have been able to fly that way. No, let's start out. A he knows he came out of it with his armor on. He came out, he pounded through the ground with his armor on. 
Why would he think it's back in fucking Sarlacc? Yes. That's A. Yes. A. <laughs> B. That's what I kept going through. I don't know how hard that Jawa kicked you in the head, but... <laughs> but it seems to me. <laughs> but, and then it seems to me that I'm playing the physics card here, Keith. There's no way that Slave 1 flies upside down like that. I just, it does, it doesn't work back that way. shove it right into the ground. Yeah, it just, no, it don't work that way. And why do you have guns that won't hit anything straight in front of you? Yes. Yes, why it's don't a, you have it's two? It's a really poor fucking design when you can't shoot anything in front of you. And Sarlacc Pit digest someone for a thousand years, right? What the fuck's a beak nose thing then? True. Physi- physiologically, you don't really need a beak nose because a beak nose is to, ch- to tear and it's like yeah, a yeah. big set of jaws. Yeah. So you just have a kind of a maw. Yeah. You don't really need the beak. Yeah. You got so, a point so, there. Yeah. It, it, and the, then the whole solid pit didn't make sense. And then why would you go in there after you. Ah, uh, just. Uh, after you blow it up. Yeah. Well, no, and that's the thing. It's like, oh. Boba Fett's like supposed to be like this great warrior and this great pilot and all this other stuff, and it takes Fennec Shan to like unstrap herself yeah, and, and set off the bomb and set off the bomb. That I've never been in the ship, but I'm gonna hit this button. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the bomb thing just happens to be like flashing, and it just rolls. <laughs> yeah, it was like a lucky billiard it's, it's shot. Not, it's not propelled by anything. You just gotta flip the thing over and let the bomb go and. Momentum takes it. I, I just I was not if down. It was I was mine, not. You would do that. I was not down with the okay. Sarlacc pit in this episode. If, if it was a mine, yeah, you just release is, it is from that the. What it was. It was yeah, a mine. Okay. It was a mine. Okay. No, they, they established it was a mine in okay. I forget one of the in the Mandalorian or something okay. like that. Yeah, I, a, I like win. A, you win. So yeah, I, but I, he I was, is he apparently Boba Fett is fully healed. He does not have to uh, go into the back to tank anymore. No, he looks terrific. But I like the fact in that episode, Fennec killed, like, everybody. <laughs> Boba Fett did almost nothing. Yeah. She just, like, oh, no. the, the, way laced to everyone. Fennec Shand is well-established as, she is an ass-kicker. She, yeah, is, she is the ass-kicker that Boba Fett should be right now. Exactly. I I did learn something about Star Wars lore. What? What? Okay, so I couldn't figure out why Black Chrysanthemum attacked the the Transdotians. The, the Transdotians. The, the boss guys or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was just like, well, what, is he pissed off because they're having a good time or something like that? And I'm like, what? So I looked it up. Apparently, the Trandoshans go to, like, the biggest, they're, they're like this hunter race or whatever. And, like, so their, their right of manhood is they got to go hunt something bigger than them. And, like, the biggest prize that they can get is they go to the Wookiee homeworld. And if they bring back a Wookiee pelt... That's like oh, their big prize. So that would have been nice to include in exactly. There well, no, and they, they said in the first episode, like the Trandoshan boss goes to Boba Fett to give him his tribute, and he gives him a Wookiee pelt. And I didn't realize that that was the case. Okay, so there is a there is a uh, instinctual hatred between the Trandoshans and the the Wookies or whatever, and that's why he hates him. But Boba Fett hires Black Crescent, which I thought was awesome. Yes, he's going to do something cool. I mean, he's forming a pretty badass team. So well, speaking of forming a pretty badass team. So they, at the end, they, they, they need to prepare for war, and they need to hire muscle, and of course they do the little soundbite of the Mandalorian's music, and I'm like, yes! <laughs> and we get episode 2.5 of The Mandalorian, and episode 5 of, of, of The Book of Boba Fett, which is Return of the Mandalorian. My Ba-ba-ba-ba! favorite episode so far. Yes. It was not. It was not the same guy. I don't think. I don't know. 
I didn't think so. We're, and we're back to the the, the guy yeah, that he yeah, hunts down is yeah. not the one of the mob bosses. He is. Because you know. I thought there, there there wasn't a dog. There those <laughs> guys look like bulldogs or whatever, and there wasn't like a dog guy in that that dinner meeting or whatever. Oh, and I love the fact in the dinner meeting that they had it on the the uh, top of the rancor cage. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So yeah. So Din Djarin, a great opening action sequence. Uh, with the dark saber, he burns himself with the dark saber. It, you know, which makes me going. Wait a second, this guy's a total ass kicker. He can't handle a lightsaber. They sort of explain that, and later they sort on, of explain that. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I really like that. Uh, they bring back, um, uh, they bring back the armor, my favorite, and they bring back Paz Vishla, who is actually um, that is uh, Fabro. And they have a new covert set up and. Basically, the Din Djarin gets excommunicated because he removed his helmet. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And the only way he can redeem himself is to bathe in the pools and the mines of Mandalore, which is... Uh, which are right next to the mines of Moria. But... Well, th- did you ever see, though, in... Uh, isn't it in... Um, one save to rule them all. Uh, Rogue One. They yeah. go to Darth Vader's, like, his his pad. Uh-huh. And he's, he's got a co-op with... Uh, Sauron, because it's like the same. Yeah. It's the same <laughs> yeah, tower, yeah, dude. Exactly, yeah. Like they, they're like roommates or whatever. Yeah. Huh? Share on rent, save some money. Just a high pollutant. Uh, yes, but orcs are very hard to feed. Uh, the turns out the dark saber is uh, was made by an ancient ancestor of Pazvisla, uh-huh. and he wants it. So they, he challenges him to one-on-one Who combat. Was, uh, I think I believe was the only Mandalorian Jedi. Yes. So he created the yes the dark saber. And we and find out that the Darksaber's hilt is made out of Beskar, which I thought was kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yes, the, the Darksaber gets heavier. I I, I want to say that I, I think that that's any lightsaber. Really? Is that if you fight the saber, it's harder to wield. Which okay, makes that, absolute sense to me. That makes absolute sense to me. That well, you would yeah, have to use the Force. Yeah, because the Kyber isn't the Kyber Crystal supposed to, like when you build your lightsaber, it's supposed to be something that you're connected to. Yeah, yeah. So maybe Din Djarin is not connected to the dark saber, which which makes it heavier as he goes. But he still manages to win because uh, he's the Mandalorian. But he burns the shit out of his leg. Yes, he does, and they uh, they heal him up and stuff like that. But. Uh, he uh, he gets excommunicated and he leaves and he goes to he he, he takes the bus <laughs> yeah <laughs> to Tatooine. Uh, he meets back up with uh, Pelimoto. Yeah, and uh, who I like as a character. Yes. She's fantastic. Yep. She, she really. I used to date a Jawa. That was awesome. Yeah. A little furrier than you'd think. Uh, and he gets a replacement for the Razor Crest. And now I I literally have the Lego. Set and I built the Razor Crest. I love the Razor Crest. Now you gotta change it into a girly ship. No, it's not a girly ship. It's Padmas. It's a, no. It's it a, was commissioned by the Queen of Naboo, but it's not. It's, it's Padmas. Yes, ship. and it's got a shaker hood. It's got nitrous. It's a fucking muscle car. So he's the Fast and the Furious now. Yes, it's no. A it's, muscle... No, Fast and the Furious is all fucking imports and stuff like that. This is an honest to god seventies muscle car starfighter motherfucker. No, this is just a muscle ramp four that's pink. It's like someone it's a pink someone, muscle ramp four. Someone put a, yeah, someone put a rocket on a beetle. <laughs> it's just a pink VW with a badass engine. Oh come on! Oh my god, this is crazy. 
Let's really, you don't like the you don't like, like the, the, the like this compared to compared to the compared to the Razor Crest. I do not like it as much. I did like the fact that they souped it up like a hot rod and stuff like that. I I, that was I really liked cool. that there was a whole bunch of factory uh, or a bunch of add-ons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't come stock. It, I, I was a bunch cool. of aftermarket hot rod yeah, parts. and on. I like I like the the, the the Naboo design. What I kept thinking was, well, how do you sleep, Dinjarin? Yeah, that's what I'm kind of. This is more of like this isn't the the Razor Crest where it's like his house and yeah. the starship. Yeah, like the Millennium Falcon. This is like more of like the personal fighter type of a thing. I, just I did think it was cool that he made uh, Grogu armor. I always say it like Ragu because yeah, Cause you, yeah, because you live with the uh, Sicilians. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, baby Yoda gets a little. I just want to know he's got a, a baby car seat in it. He does have a baby car seat. He's got the little the little space where the astromech droid would go. And then, oh, you you don't want to have the. And I'm like, oh, dude, of course they're gonna have <clears throat> baby Yoda and the little the little capsule up here where the astromech droid usually went I'm or whatever. I'm he can't find him. I don't think he will, because Luke is not on Tatooine. No, he's gonna be on Dagobah or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah. well, according to the the third series of movies, he starts his own Jedi temple, so God only knows where he's gonna be. Dagobah, in the little hut. <laughs> Eating snakes. Yeah. <laughs> nice little fire, baby Yoda, <laughs> dancing around by it. Sorry, Grogu. Frogs you must eat. I, 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 I enjoyed the episode. Oh, it was a great episode oh, yeah. of Mandalorian. Uh, Yes. But you know what it also allows um, the Mandalorian to do now? Enlighten me, please. Take off his helmet. Oh, yeah. Well, no, that wasn't that one of the contract disputes with yes. Pedro Pascal. Yes. Was, I'm in the helmet a little too much here or whatever. Yeah. Um, I well, want people to see me. And that was huge. So now he can take off the helmet. Until he goes bathing and then he can't anymore. Once he goes bathing in the pools. But they, but you know what? Okay, so now, yeah, we got a sneak preview of what Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be, is him going to Mandalore. The, the search for Grogu. Well, and he's also, well, I saw a meme online, I was like, yeah, I got this free lightsaber and a planet to go with it. <laughs> I think it's going to be um, an interesting season for the Mandalorian. I actually think it's going to be a really interesting season for the Mandalorian, because I think he's going to... Come to blows with Boca. Bo- I, I think it's gonna be. Sta- I think I still think it's gonna be staged for her to win. Oh yeah, they're they're gonna ha- they're gonna have a fight. You could think it's gonna be real, and then they'll have a, a a flashback to where they talk it over, and she's gonna win it because he can't even wield the thing hardly at all. And he doesn't so, want it, and he doesn't want it. Yeah, he doesn't so, want it. He so, wants to be with his little. And weird she has to cast. win by combat for it to be changed hands. So I think it's gonna be a very public fight, and he's gonna lose. And and then yeah, gonna, well, then, the other thing then you're is, gonna find out that it was all staged. The other thing is what they established with the fight with uh, with Vizsla is it doesn't have to be to the death. Yeah. Yes, because you know the armor says no, that's yeah. enough. You have to whatever. win it in combat. You have to win it in combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair and square. So I think that's what's gonna be shown. Premonitions. Or, or or that's gonna win it. No. No. And it won't even be able to pick it up. Or they make it look like the Mandalorian died. And then he can be free. Of what? To not wear his helmet. Well, he's already free to not wear his yeah, helmet. He doesn't, he's, he's been yeah, but I mean, don't take, his, don't take a bath set. and you'll be fine. Right. You'll smell. But he's going to take the bath. And then he's going to decide that, no, he likes to kiss girls. 
There is that. I never mm-hmm. thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of smooching done with the Mandalorian helmet on. Well, I... if he joins up with Bo-Katan's group, they don't wear helmets all the time anyway. Right. So he can just be with them. It doesn't matter. He doesn't need to pretend he died. But then he can go undercover. As what? The Mandalorian. <laughs> wow, I don't know if he can pull it off. What is it, well, but if he dies... Was it turning into police the... woman now or something? <laughs> Pepper, you're going undercover. <laughs> you know what? I think it's funny that you went with police woman given his new ship. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> Told you it was a girly ship. Oh, God. He went right there. You're going to be the one who fights it. Oh, no, it's a muscle car. Oh, no. Okay, police woman. Actually, that was a Mystery Science Theater reference. But anyways, all right, we're uh, we're going on. Uh, I did love Police Woman, by the way. That was one of my favorite cop shows. Gee, uh, 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 a police, a police uh, cop show with a female lead. You liked it, Brian. You, you never cease to amaze me. You have such depths. I, I bet you wouldn't have thought that. No, I, I, I did not see that coming whatsoever. You surprised me. I like Barney Miller, too. You've told me that, but just uh, that surprised me because there's so many men involved with Barney Miller. I don't even think there's a woman in that show. No, there's Other not. Other than his wife, no. But she was in like the first season. We're getting away from the freaking topic here! <laughs> so is Boba Fett. But Yeah. Boba Fett did. So hard. are we gonna? You guys think we're gonna get another episode of like Mandalorian heavy? Like he's gonna go see Grogu? No, or? I think it's. But I think it's gonna be the team up. I, I think you're gonna have. I think he's got to pick up some more muscle, and I think that that's gonna be fun. I think okay, that's so was be the, the friend next at the end? Is the friend he's going to see? Is that gonna be? Oh, I gotta go see Grogu, or is he gonna go see um, Carl Weathers or whatever? Oh. And go get some go get some guys from the planet that he you know like Cardoon and is it going to see Cardoon? I was thinking more so than even except Carol. she's not going to be in. That would be a surprise and a shock. I thought that they kind of buried. I the had heard they that they buried all, the hatchet. They got all mended up. I heard. But yeah. That's what I heard too. Uh, but I have not heard that Cardoon is going to be in it. I think that the internet would break. It I, would be fun to see and. I think it'd be okay. Disney a lot wants of the internet broken. They went, yeah. they went all talking about um, them. I would love to see uh, Cara Dune in it. I, yeah. I like the character. I thought she was great. She's badass. She's she, badass. Um, you'd and, have two kick-ass females. I think I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah, I do too. I, I don't know that they're going to do it, and I haven't heard that. Or does he go get the sheriff? But they Jimmy have the comes back. They have kept some things really heavily under wraps. Oh, so, that'd be cool. What he got? <laughs> he goes and gets the sheriff of. Uh, the, the, oh yeah, Timothy Alpha, my dude, the fucking western, the, the most yeah. western fucking cowboy ever in fucking since Han Solo. Can't get Cad Bane, so you get that guy. Yeah, Cad Bane would at this point supposedly be dead, unless he faked it like Mandalorian's going. Or something. Shut up! It's just a thought. God, you guys are so rude. That's why I don't ever expose my true self to you. Thank God you don't expose your true self to us. <laughs> I don't want to know what that is. All right, so we still liking this one, boys? Yes. Yes, as long as Brian's not exposing anything, we're good. <laughs> Minimal yes. Brian exposure. Minimal, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, Brian exposing himself either way. Stick with us on this one. Three episodes left to go. Spoiler alert.
right, we're going to do another catch-up here. We're going to catch up on the DC offering on HBO Max, and that is Peacemaker. And we have watched three episodes of that program. Number three, and these are all plays on words, uh, Better Goff Dead. Uh, episode four, The Chode, Less Traveled. And episode five, Monkey Dory. So in uh, the third episode, uh, they go to uh, their mission, which is to assassinate a United States senator because he is a butterfly. And they still have not explained what butterflies are at, at this, this point. point no. no. So, uh, Peacemaker balks at killing kids, which shows you he's not quite the bastard that you think he is. You know what? All it reminded me of was that the Punisher doesn't kill good guys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so I I like when they give them kind of a, a, a rule they're going to follow. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a line he won't cross. There's, yeah, there's that line. If the kid was, was doing something like uh, treasonous, Peacemaker yeah, would yeah, kill yeah. him. <laughs> well, even the kids, this one kid is good looking. and Even though he's ugly, I still am not going to shoot him. Yeah. yeah. I thought that yeah, was yeah. funny as hell. Uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> the vigilante tags along. <laughs> I, well, dude, I, I would have killed all four of them. No problem. Yeah. Uh, I'm I I like the character. Oh, like it's the, not I, the the vigilante no, from the comic books. Not, even, no, totally. not, the not, one. not <laughs> even close. I do like him, but yeah, I, but I like not the vigilante. I like how fucking nutty he is. Yeah, <laughs> this one. <laughs> so uh, they discover that the butterflies are apparently they drink out of a tube that comes out of their mouth uh, so, like a butterfly, like a like butterfly. butterfly. Yeah. And uh, so, of course, it's like, oh, they're not people, they're aliens, so let's go kill them all. And they, <laughs> and Peacemaker and Vigilante get into it with Judo, Judo Master. Master. The four-foot-tall... Badass. Badass. I... It, what they're doing with the character... What James Gunn is doing with the characters. I just it's unbelievable. It, it's so wrong, but it feels so right. It does. He just kicked everyone's ass He's, except for Diebeard. Yeah. <laughs> He's absolutely like Hong Kong action hero, fantastic fight scene with two guys, kicks the crap out of both of them. Yep. Uh, they both get captured and end up in the basement of the, or the, the UFO or whatever that's underneath the house or whatever, but it's obviously not a regular old basement. And <laughs> the butterfly is threatening, the senator is threatening to torture... Vigilante. Peacemaker talks. Well, you're never going to get me yeah, to talk. Yeah, yeah, no. What, what a doing... fantastic sequence. Oh, why can't you sharpen your blades? <laughs> Don't take the pinky toe. I won't be able to walk. I won't be able to stand up. Everyone knows the pinky toe. Lost the mark toe. I'll just fall over. And fucking Peacemaker's laughing. This 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 series is nuts. It's crazy. It's it's. it's I, I thought the boys was nuts. Amazing. This is nuts. This is as nuts as it gets. This is fun nuts. Yes, I think uh, that's the difference between yeah. the, the boys. Yes, the boys is disturbingly nuts. Yeah, this is fun nuts. Yeah, this isn't. They haven't driven into the corpse of a whale yet. No, and I say yet. Give them some time. Yeah, yeah. we still got <laughs> three more episodes after this. James Gunn has a way. Of of even through this crazy kind of cast of characters that he he gets at some dark moments like Peacemaker when he's got to pull the trigger yeah yeah and the lack the complete lack of hesitation in Vigilante yeah yeah who's just whistling yeah and and when she says uh, uh, 
girl butterfly dad yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can see baby, everybody. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> baby butterfly dead, and and you can see the reaction of everybody around is, oh my god, you killed a kid. Yeah, yeah. And vigilantes <laughs> just lining up the next shot. Yeah, yeah. It it. Uh, god, how fucking dark. And Peacemaker's it, reaction to it. Yes. Yeah. Well, in this episode, you do find out that, okay, so they, they do kill the senator, and a literal insectile thing crawls out of his head. Yeah, a butterfly thingy. And they imply that, that uh, Peacemaker kills it. Yes. yes. So we get to episode four, the Chode Less Traveled. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they've incapacitated Judo Master. And uh, they take them back to their their video store headquarters, which I think is a fucking brilliant stroke, by the yeah. way. Uh, so they get and then uh, vigilante and uh, peacemaker drive back to uh, White Dragon's house to get all his helmets, and uh, they go to prison, and uh, peacemaker confronts his father and says, "Hey, listen, you know, and and." Augie Smith is having none of it. Tells his dad how they framed him, which is yes. the biggest mistake of all. And that that's when uh, Waller's daughter becomes Waller. Yeah. And convinces, <laughs> convinces it, Vigilante that, you know, say Peacemaker, he, he better, the dad needs to die. So he ends up, <laughs> like, trying to smash the window at at the jail. Yeah. In, in front of, you in know, 12 of, cops yeah, having yeah, lunch. Yeah, yeah. And gets locked up with them. That's where we actually see Vigilante can fight. Yeah. Because he has <laughs> not, at that point, represented himself well in, in, in no. any sort of fight. Yeah, no. He Shooting hadn't. and blowing up shit, he's great. But, yeah, you didn't think, well, can this guy actually fight? And he can, which was cool. And I forget there, he throws out some great, like... You know, like, oh, and, you know, wh- wh- how did he goad him into it? Like, was it like the top ten contributions of colored people? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that have bettered mankind. Yeah, I forget. It was it was yeah. freaking hysterical or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, so, uh, and then Judo Master, of course, escapes from the uh, the video store. And he's about to say, wait, butterflies are, and Anabadeo shoots him. Yes, yeah. again, uh, Waller. Waller yeah, Jr., yeah. Waller Jr.? Baby Waller? Baby Waller. We'll call her Baby Waller. Baby Waller. Yeah, once again steps in. So you don't you don't know whether she's That's the, I couldn't figure out either. Is she just is she playing at being kind of incompetent or she you know, Amanda Waller part two? Yeah, I don't know. And I got a feeling she's Amanda Waller part I think two. She's so do I over for Waller. Yeah. I I, I have a, a sneaking suspicion. I love the character. I do. Yeah. I love that character. Uh, she really does make the show. Yeah, I, I think that she's going to turn out to be cold-hearted. Yeah. Something's going to happen. All right, well, uh, turns out that uh, Peacemaker did not kill the butterfly. He's got it in a butterfly jar. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> With and he tokes up and gets it high. Oh, I love the fact that Eagly's going after it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. No, get away, get away. And then, again, when it goes to a dark place, you find out that he had a brother that gets killed. And they don't, they don't show... What happened. What happened. Yeah, yeah. They show the end result of something. Yes. And then, and then they, when he goes and talks to his father, it's like, you know, 
I love your brother. You're you're a fucking piece of shit that I barely gave two shits about or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got all that, you know, hanging on him since he was yeah. a kid or whatever. And then uh Yeah, you at the very end, you find out that uh Mern is actually a butterfly. Yeah. Yes. So that That le- was a little shocker. So that leads to episode five, where um Basically, White Dragon is saying, hey, check the fingerprints. It wasn't me. The two cops are basically like, yeah, it wasn't him. And the two people lied. And I love the two people. (laughs) The couple? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, And they figure out that uh, in the the episode where uh, the very first butterfly, the the 80s uh, groupie gal, she worked at a place. It's a bottling plant. And they figure out that this could be the, uh, where they they create the... uh, Amber liquid, the amber yeah. nutrient that the butterflies all eat. Uh, they go in there and they have a pretty kick-ass action scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, funny. Just, just let me know when you when you see one and he starts blowing off heads. Yeah. Like, he's like, I thought you could let me know. I thought me shoot him in the head. It's pretty evident. <laughs> yeah, actually, my favorite line of the series so far. <clears throat> well, I was bullied when I was a kid. Well, how were you bullied? They called me a bully and said I was an insensitive, cruel bastard. Anyways, uh, yes, uh, Vigilante is begging to take a chainsaw along. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. And they run into a butterfly-controlled gorilla. Which was cool as shit. Blew away every gorilla in every DC show to this point, including Gorilla Growl, which I actually thought was pretty cool in The Flash. Yes. And... (laughs) Economo saves the day with the chainsaw. And Which pisses they... Vigilante off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. The team, and again, this is a this is a gun thing. You get all this darkness, but then the team, you find out like Economos really likes Hanoi Rocks. He's got a Hanoi Rocks tattoo. And and even Hardcore is trying to admit, you know what? These guys aren't, ah, they, they're, they're, they're dorks, but they're my dorks. Yeah. And she takes the she takes the photo of them, and they start a Facebook group, and it's they're starting to they're starting to no, gel a little yeah. bit, yeah. which which is in this context is it's gone. Yeah, well, and and again, you've made reference. The music is gone. That that's the the one of the best things. It's it's almost like another character. To the okay, music so not only well is there done. a Spotify list of all the great 80s hair metal, I didn't watch it before. I was going to watch it, and I never got around to it. There's apparently an interview with Gunn, and this wasn't him sending his musical director out and saying, find me some hair metal. These are off of his 400-song yeah. personal playlist of hair metal. I have a new love for James Gunn now. And on top of that... the fucking time. The... <laughs> The the song over the ending credits I had never heard before. I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. I found the band, and the last twenty comments on the band's video for this song was, "Thank God James Gunn put this in here because you guys are fucking awesome." I thought that was fucking. I thought that was great. But yes, uh, the very last scene is uh, I and I keep pronouncing. Adebayo discovers that Mern baby Waller, baby Waller. Baby Waller discovers that Mern is a. She puts on the X-ray yeah, helmet. Yeah, yeah. She puts on the X-ray helmet. This she discovers cool. that uh, Mern is a butterfly, yeah. and it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. Yep. 
But they're, they've already established that butterflies aren't necessarily the alien invaders that we maybe think they are. Yes. They, um... Yeah, they've, they've cast doubt as to what... Um, what they are and what, what their purpose is and why they're here. But why is he killing them? That's what yeah. I... And that's what I want to know. And then they had the meeting with... So, the way that uh, they... And I forgot, I'm going back here. So the cops are basically going to their superior saying, hey, Augie Smith did not commit the, did not blow this place up. They didn't commit yeah. the murders. Mern meets with um, the police captain or the state police captain or whatever who kind of reverses all that and they keep Augie in jail. Who gets replaced. Yeah. He gets replaced, yeah. yeah. The, the the head of the, the captain of the the police force there gets replaced by this other guy. And he's a great, I, 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 he's a great character. Yes, actor. he is. He's been in everything. But uh, he's also going to be a butterfly. Yeah, you yeah, can tell he's yeah. a butterfly. Because Mern and him had the conversation in Mern's apartment. Like, well, I don't, you know, like, they know each other. I don't yeah. need your hammer. I need the scalpel. Yeah. So what, that, that leads you to believe, or that begs the question, what's the, what's the end game of Mern and what's the end game of the butterflies? Yeah. Is it a butterfly war? Could be. You should have had a PowerPoint trying to explain that. <laughs> that PowerPoint part was yeah. Dude, you really tried this hard and it's this shitty? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking die, Beard. Uh, you know what? There's so much nuts in this. And and episode four was so dark. That was really... It was the darkest out of all of them, I think. And, yeah. and uh, just a, uh, a real exploration. And that's what James Gunn does so well. Is he, is he gives you this nutsy kind of thing and then all of a sudden he brings you all the way back down. And and you're you buy into the emotions of the characters. Yes, yes. Uh, like I said, like Gun. That's the whole. That's the Guardians of the Galaxy thing where you've got all these disparate characters. They may not like each other, but they kind of realize like this is the only family I got. Type yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's it, there's something great about that. Yeah, and I still have a huge crush on Hardcore. So well, there's a shock. I just had to get it out there. Okay. Okay. I'm, could, sure, you could, I'm sure she responds. Ryan, you will allot time in every review for you to espouse your love your, for her. Your hardcore. hardcore minute moment. Yeah. I could take that. I can take that. All right. Well, I still think we should watch Zombie Strippers. Is she in Zombie Strippers? Yeah. We might need yeah. Watch, we might need to watch Zombie Strippers. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. She is in it. We might need to watch Minute. Zombie Strippers. <laughs> she won it. Zombie strippers aside, are we still digging this one? Are we still yes. Oh yes, yes. Oh god, yeah. I, uh, you know what? I am. I wish they would just give all of the DC movies to uh, James Gunn, Gunn and let him play, just for fun. It would be fun. Yes. He is one of the more unique. <clears throat> even I, I'd like to see him do something outside of the superhero genre just to see what he'd do. I personally keep on waiting for his brother to show up in this show. Oh yeah, he's got to. Yeah, because his brother was the... He'll probably be the queen butterfly or something. Or either that or well, they could bring He's, the weasel back because the weasel yeah. was alive at the end of Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weasel could save everybody. Oh, that would be fun. The weasel and Eagly. That would be fun. Because Eagly will eat all the butterflies. You know Eagly's gonna... Eagly will save the day. Eagle, I can't, I can't end on anyone better. Eagly for uh, president? Eagly might save the day. I, uh, I gotta ask, are we all still watching the opening credits? I haven't skipped it once. I have no, not I skipped, skipped it, it once. No, I know. I haven't. One of the most wonderful opening credit sequences. I have never seen somebody 
take a dance routine so seriously. Yes. 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 Good stuff. Oh, he showed like I, I don't know if you guys said or someone he shows up on on talk shows as peacemaker. As peacemaker, yeah. Oh right. yeah. There was there was rumor he's gonna be in the Royal Rumble Rumble as peacemaker yesterday, but didn't turn out no, that way. No. But yeah, he's he's that he's committed. that committed to the role. Yeah. And, he, and 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 again, we've sung his praises <laughs> before. I can, he is doing such a wonderful job of being this kind of hapless. Yeah, he's actually running a gambit of emotions in this. Yeah. Which, I mean, the depressed, depressed peacemaker with with eagerly bringing him a squirrel. I. <laughs> I'm not going to eat. Thanks, buddy. I'm not going to eat it. Though. And he's wearing a faster pussycat t-shirt, so i got to love that. All right, we're still loving this one, folks. Definitely. Yeah. Check this one out. Let us know what you think. The Three Old Geeks are now on YouTube. Check us out there, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you can't find us, stop by our Facebook page to get a link. And while you're there, drop us a line and let us know what you think of the podcast. Tune in next week, same geek time, on all your favorite apps for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.